0: Welcome to The Radical Christian Life with Doug and Paula.
1: We're so excited as we discuss what it looks like to live the radical Christian life, following Jesus no matter the call, no matter the cost.
0: Yeah, so let's get to it. Welcome back to another edition of The Radical Christian Life. We have a great question today, and it comes from here in Tampa. And it says, you talk a lot about gender and roles. What do you mean by being a man or being a woman? Now, that is a great question. that is a really good question. Like, nothing like getting back to basics, right? Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Well, we are going to let Doug take the lead on the manhood part, and then I'm going to take the lead on the womanhood part. (laughs) Um, Couldn't get that one out, but that's not today. We're going to focus on men, and then in an upcoming episode, we'll focus on womanhood. Yeah.
1: Yeah, just kind of telling you I'm, where we're going I, yeah, with this. I'm so excited. If you've heard me speak, I love to talk to men. I love to challenge men. Uh, You're
0: you know, a man. Yeah,
1: I am. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> yes, I am, and that's a. Uh, but what does it mean to be a man? Ooh. That is a great question, and it's not just a question we're asking now. We've been asking that throughout time, and I think about growing up in the '60s and '70s, and you know. So much of what I thought being a man, because uh, again, you've heard my story, many of our listeners for our story. I, uh, my dad left, uh, I was joking with my, not joking, actually talking to my brothers the other day. and I was like, man, <laughs> wouldn't it have been nice if dad would have taught us some mechanical things and practical things around the house. And, you know, we mm. just didn't kind of grow up like with that. So we didn't really have a model of manhood. And so I learned from the world. And if you learned about manhood from the world in the sixties and seventies, it's You know, you smoked, you drank, cursed, and used women as sex objects. You got in fights. You know the. I think of the Marlboro Man's an example, and yeah. all those Clint Eastwood movies, Dirty Harry, and all the that. The Marlboro You're Man, just, for
0: those of oh. you who don't know, this was—it was actually a cigarette ad. Yeah, at Marlboro cigarettes, and it had a guy on a horse, cowboy. He was a nice-looking man. Yeah. and he smoked, and that was it. Yeah,
1: you had to be rugged and yeah. stuff. And uh, I never got, nice got that weekend. suntan that he had. I always got sunburned, so <laughs> maybe I wasn't a man enough. I don't know, but it was confusing. Well, now. You know, and they're still asking that today. I mean, Mm. now the world's trying to influence men. And it seems like the pendulum's kind of swung from that, you know, rugged Marlboro man to the, to today, what is a man? And a lot of it's a a lot of people defining manhood, you know, by becoming men are eating, you know, they're vegans. (laughs) You weren't a man if you were keto. Yeah, keto. Yeah, (laughs) that's like wearing skinny jeans and uh, the (laughs) proverbial cool tennis shoes and growing long beard and uh, uh, having girls for friends and the computer screen for sex. (laughs) <laughs> That's kind of what a lot of wow what, I that know, was but a mic drop right yeah, there. Yeah, it was kind of awkward, but no, but, yeah, but it, what it is it, man? I mean, it's so confusing right now. And
0: well, you had a big change in your life, really, yeah. that made made a 180 degree turn, yeah. right?
1: I was already married to you, and yeah, I mean, I had some ideas of being a man because I become a Christian and start looking yeah. at the Bible, but I, again, didn't have really a full understanding until I met Rob. Rob, well, let me say first before, for those who've heard our testimony, our stepfather, my stepfather, who led both you and I to the Lord and our testimonies, um, I had him just for a glimpse a a short time before he was murdered, you know, and that was the beginning of, oh, wow. He was
0: really only in our life as believers for about a year, year and a half.
1: So, and I was too young to really appreciate what he was trying to model for me. Mm. But once uh, I had to figure it out real quick, being married with kids and Air Force and I wasn't living for the Lord, I met Rob. And he changed everything for me. Uh, He was what I learned about biblical manhood. Mm. He was a Christian, and he was um, willing to call me out. He's the one—the famous story—walked in my office, Sergeant. "Lady, you're Christian, yes, sir. aren't you living like one? Mm. I mean, who does that? Who talks like that? Men men of God talk like that. (laughs) Men of God challenge other men Mm. to to lead and be the man they're supposed to be. And you remember when we went over to their house for dinner? Yeah. Yeah. Just blew us away, didn't it?
0: Yeah, they had three boys, I think two might have been teenagers at that point. We had little, little kids and just watching them interact with their family. I mean, they had dinner together. He let he led his family. And and it was with kindness but discipline. Yeah. And the kids were like the best kids we ever saw.
1: Yeah. We were amazed at their kids. And remember, do you remember the time he kind of disciplined his son in front of us? Oh, and yes. it was so awkward because <laughs> we never saw any, you know, firm yeah. a firm hand of a father. Mm. He loved his son, but he mm. had to lay down the law one time and we were like, Oh, <laughs> yeah. you know, and then we realized, oh no, you discipline with love. And it's yeah. just such a radical thing for yeah. us. I and
0: know. it wasn't just the kids like his wife. Yeah. Like they had a loving marriage that exemplified Christ in his yeah. church. And that was one of the first times we had ever seen that.
1: Yeah. And uh, really what impacted me about his the, the, his manhood was his, his zeal for justice and righteousness. Mm. I mean, his career in the mi- military got shortchanged. He yeah. got bucked from a captain down to a staff sergeant because... He wouldn't compromise on a yeah. on an issue that the upper echelon big, wanted him to compromise. Of, of
0: moral integrity, he, yeah. and he, he kept not, his. Yeah,
1: and he was right, and yet he didn't back down. And I saw that, and I was like, ah, mm. you can just compromise a little bit on this area. No, men don't compromise, and yeah. they'll take the consequences. And I remember yeah. like, wow. So so that led me on. One of a, those
0: great life lessons. Yeah. Yeah, we we call those life in the margins. Yeah, you know where you 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 watch people, you watch the margin of their life, what they speak, what they do, and and you you recall those to memory, you put those to memory. Yeah, and you think that's how I want my life to be.
1: Yeah, I always admire when I get to meet young with young men, and they I hear their story, and they have a father who was a model for them of what manhood was yeah yeah that's the way it was supposed to be that's Mm. the way it is supposed to be yeah and uh,
0: but i i want to say a a little encouragement is you didn't have that but you became that yeah so men even if you're listening to this and you haven't had that like you can still be that yeah
1: yeah so we'll talk about that in a minute this isn't just for married men talking about their sons this is about men making disciples who are men and that's why I want to yeah. kind of go down that path.
0: Yeah. And, you know, even with this, when we talk things like this, it's not just about marriage. So if you're single and you're thinking, what does it mean to be a man? What what kind of um, person could I be to be a good husband? These are great things that you can listen to and think, okay, I, I want to be a good husband to a wife. Yeah. And what would that look like? Yeah. And why
1: don't we talk right now about, for the women listening, like. Hopefully you didn't turn it off yet, women. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why would I want to yeah. listen to a thing on biblical manhood? Well, if you're single, this is an opportunity to see what you should be looking for. Mm. Uh, when I get into some of the things I'm going to talk about, you better be having a, your eye on a man who is doing these things, he's yeah. living this way, or it's going to be a little bit harder in your yeah. relationship. Uh, if you're married, um, hopefully you're encouraging your husband. To, to be like this don't nag him don't mm-hmm. you, know, you know you might want to leave the link somewhere so he could see it or maybe better suggest <laughs> to listen to it and then have a discussion yeah, about it listen to
0: it together yeah, yeah. And, and that's it But this you, is why we really encourage couples to attend church together to yeah. attend service together so they're hearing the same thing and then they can discuss it a lot of our spiritual growth has come from those type of things yeah
1: and if your husband won't go to church he won't listen to you mm-hmm. okay well at least you know what your prayer targets are yeah, yeah so just start praying yeah. these things over him And
0: Doug thanks for bringing that up because i think we have a lot of listeners that fall into that category well you fell into both sides yeah
1: and you fell into that category because i wasn't living for jesus Mm. when we went over to england in the military and and you know you did first peter chapter three you won me without a word Mm. and you didn't nag you were going to be like sarah and you you did the right thing i remember i remember that conversation you said doug i'm gonna what do you mean
0: i was gonna be i was like sarah
1: Sarah it talks you, about you. You are very Christianese oh, in yeah, that. Sorry, if you read First <laughs> Peter chapter three, where it talks about um, Sarah submitting to uh, Abraham, mm. and yeah, it says she won him with a quiet demeanor. Mm. And, I mean, she, and it fits in with Proverbs where it talks three or four times about the nagging wife. She mm. didn't nag him. She, and you didn't nag me. You just said you were going to live for Jesus, and then you mm. sucked the whole sucked Rob. Uh, On me, (laughs) yeah, I did. I did sick him on you. Yeah, Yeah. is that right? Yeah, you didn't say that right, but but it's okay.
0: (laughs) We try not to edit. So (laughs) yes, I spiritually did that. By the way, Uh, I don't think I had ever talked to him about you, but God has a way of bringing people into our lives and and helping us, and maybe we're those people. So if you're a man and your wife's
1: not living for Jesus, or you're a wife and your husband's not living for Jesus. You live for Jesus yeah. and pray and let the Holy Spirit do what he does best. Convict yeah. and, and yeah. lead people. So yeah. that's what happened. And then yep. it led me to that famous verse in my life. It became my life verse. So I have three now life verses, but this was the foundational one. Mm. And I'll never forget when I really started reading it and studying it. Uh, I, I just love 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verses 13 and 14. Now, there are certain versions of the Bible you have to read this in. Because <laughs> uh, actually, I'll go on that tangent when we come to it. But it's beyond the alert. Stand firm in the faith. Act like men. Be strong. Let all that you do be done in love. That's a New American Standard version that I memorized it in, and that's what I encourage you um, to, to use. A version like that. New uh, ESV is another good version, and there's some other ones. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I want to break that down uh, about the same time. And I, why don't we talk a little bit about how we pass this on to our sons and our daughter, what we're talking about, biblical man and womanhood. This might be a good good thing before we get to the end. Let's do it here at the beginning.
0: Well, there's a book called Raising a Modern Day Knight by Robert Lewis, which we would highly recommend for raising sons um, but the irony of that is we taught this before that book ever came out and then it came out we were like oh shoot yeah why <laughs> like, did not we
1: write this yeah, book?
0: yeah yeah we missed our chance but it, it's a great book and actually you give that book away frequently yeah i buy it by case i yeah. them. yeah
1: men with it, newborn sons. it
0: really a part of our discipleship plan that we did with our kids which i think we've talked about before when we've talked about parenting but when they turned 13 we had a bar or bat mitzvah. We aren't Jewish, but we decided that we would take that, like the coming of age idea and Christianize it. (laughs) And so we did. And so we had like a big party for them.
1: We caught the age of accountability. Uh Uh-huh, we did. And
0: yes. Absolutely, and so we had people pray blessings over the kids with silver coins, and you know a big party and all kinds of things, and yeah. it it was great. So all of our kids went through that, and we had the joy this last October when our oldest grandchild Isaiah um, Isaiah Douglas um, had his own that his family did mm-hmm. that our son Jacob and his wife Alicia kept on that tradition and we love that because we didn't come from a lot of traditions and so we love that this is one that has happened in our in our family
1: and just to let you know how we um, are are practicing this i think this is kind of a good story for just for you to think out about and uh, if you have children, to think about what you're going to do, or one day if you're single, if you plan on getting married, you can even just start planning and thinking through. Robert Lewis talks about knighthood and how they went through certain ceremonies to become a knight, mm-hmm. and that's what he bases his on. And we did it on the bar mitzvah thing. Mm-hmm. And now that Isaiah's 13, he's a man, and you know <laughs> and our big thing is we're going to fly him down here to Florida and. Uh, and hang out with us. And boy, mm-hmm. he's going to be in for a shock when I have him up at five 30 in the morning doing <laughs> devotions with me and stuff. <laughs> he's going to go, oh, I don't know if I want to be a poppy. So anyway, <laughs> but I decided we're not bringing him down right now because you can't fly unaccompanied when you're 13 years old, but when you're 14, you can fly unaccompanied. So just, I mean, if you're like, why am I talking about this? Well, this is just what we're doing. Mm-hmm. So I I talked to him just the other day on the phone. I said, Isaiah, I've decided not to bring you down now, but when you turn 14, we're going to bring you down because I want you to buy your own ticket. I want you. I'll give him the money. I'm not that cheap. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But but you figure out how to get through um, pa- uh, custom, not mm-hmm. customs. What am I trying? Passport to? control. No not TSA. Passport. TSA. We, yeah. we, we Security. Travel, we yeah, travel, travel too so much, much overseas on yeah. like
0: passport control. You're like, what are yeah. you talking about?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and doing that just because those are acts of 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 manhood and womanhood of being independent. You're starting to yeah. grow up and taking responsibility. And we did that so.
0: with our own kids. And yeah. so therefore they became very adept at different situations. Yeah. So which was great. I'm
1: getting maybe a little bit ahead of ourselves, but I want yeah. to leave, leave, lay this down as a groundwork before we get into this verse, because, um, so this verse starts speaking to me and I started teaching it and and living it and teaching it. And then I read Robert Lewis's book and he brings ideas, not necessarily from this verse, but I meshed them together. Mm. And so this is the amalgamation kind of, yeah, of it. Yeah. yeah, I
0: love that. So the first
1: part is, um, some say be watchful, or but be on the alert. And it has the idea of a person on a tower being, being on the alert. And so the first thing, and I love what Robert Lewis says here, he says, the first thing of manhood is reject passivity. This is what Stephen mm-hmm. Covey says be proactive. Mm. Okay. You take the initiative. Mm. Don't wait for things to happen to you. You become proactive. You take the initiative. So I love that. Reject passivity. Mm-hmm. There are, I was, I was a passive man. You know, I didn't, didn't take the initiative when I was a young guy. I didn't study hard in school like I should have. And I, you know, I, I mean, I won't put myself down, but I didn't fully understand this idea. And I just kind of let, Life come to me, mm-hmm. and that's not the way we're supposed to live. And so, yeah. and passive men cause probably a lot why of
0: intentionality is such a big thing in our lives. <laughs> yes, you know that's oh,
1: oh, I love you. Thank you for saying that <laughs> word. You know, I <laughs> love the word intentional. And yes, that's what changed. We mm. started becoming intentional, mm-hmm. and I was discipled, and Rob was helping me. Of like, what are your goals? Where are you moving in life? Do you want to just be, you know, doing this all, all the rest of your life, or do you want to have goals that you can move forward to financially and career wise and as a man of God and that. And I never thought about that Mm -hmm. literally moving toward something. Mm -hmm. So now, you know, I live by the little phrase without a goal, you cannot score. Mm -hmm. So I started forget being passive. And if you're out there in the world and you have a passive man, who's an employee, You have a passive man um, that, you know, as a spouse, you have a passive son who's not taking the initiative. You know how frustrating that
0: is. Mm -hmm. And
1: so that's why we have to train up young men, Mm -hmm. disciple makers. Again, if you're 25 years old, you can help a 15-year-old boy get this Yeah, 20-year-old boy. You can disciple somebody who's, uh, you know. There's somebody a life step
0: beneath you that you can help.
1: Yeah. So that was a big thing for me Mm -hmm. of just realizing I, I can't make excuses, mm. okay? It wasn't anybody's fault I had a 1.6 GPA in high school. I'm mm. <laughs> 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 uh, not too embarrassed to admit that, you know?
0: Well, now you have a doctorate, so yeah, well, s- take heart. Something changed.
1: <laughs> and what it was is, yes, exactly. I took the initiative instead yeah. of being passive. Yes. So that's the first part I learned from that verse. Then the second part is stand firm in the faith. And this is what Lewis calls accept responsibility. So first, uh, you know, reject passivity, then accept responsibility. Mm. Um, Don't, don't pawn it off. Don't, uh, again, I want to be careful here because as soon as you say this word, it's inflammatory, but don't let victimhood ruin your life. Mm -hmm. Okay. You have to accept the responsibility to even rise above whatever, Satan tried to throw at you. Whatever evil might have come upon you, don't live under that. God will give you enough strength, he will give mm. you enough power through his Holy Spirit to overcome that and accept that responsibility. Yeah, And that that was a game changer to, to think that of, okay, not just be passive, but actually embrace things. Yes. Embrace it. And what's the famous thing we say? I thank the Lord now for my dad. I, I'm sad that he left us, I'm sad he abandoned us and stuff, but I take the responsibility for my family Mm -hmm. not using well my dad didn't tell me anything and i Mm -hmm. didn't learn and so no 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 i'm responsible for my family Mm -hmm. no excuses no nothing i'll take responsibility
0: Mm -hmm. yeah it's great
1: but then it's the third one (laughs) and this is my oh i get so frustrated with certain translations (laughs) in the greek it literally says play the man or be the man Mm -hmm. and and you can't get around it. It's not anthropos, it's anzer. It's in the Greek, it's clearly about manhood, mm. be a man. It's the old Greek for the modern English, man up. <laughs> <laughs> I love that phrase.
0: The thing that that women probably don't quite get, yeah. but men do. Yeah.
1: So why do I get so frustrated? Because we don't want to offend women. And so Paul probably didn't mean this is gender exclusive. So
0: we- Yeah, ch- I did. <laughs> Yeah, so Actually we changed it,
1: it to we change it to a lot of translations say, um, be courageous, mm. and and I, I get so frustrated. Now that's one of the ideas of manhood. That's mm-hmm. one of the ways it can be used, but, and that's kind of the point here, isn't it? Lead courageously. Yeah, but but what I get frustrated is if you look at just two chapters before in First Corinthians thirteen, what does Paul say is the opposite of childhood? He says it's being mature. Being mm. a man is being mature. Mm. So why didn't they translate it, be mature? Mm. You know, because that's part of manhood. Yes, they're courageous, but they're also mature. Mm-hmm. So there's so many other, Which
0: really was part of the Jewish rite and bar mitzvah. Yeah. Was the idea that more was expected.
1: Yeah, exactly. In both male and yeah. female. Yeah. So why not just go with the literal translation of be a man? Mm. Or what's the King James? Quit ye like men. <laughs> <laughs> remember a mentor of mine he memorized the King James like quit you like men I said I have no idea what that means yeah. just it sounds cool so uh, yeah play the man be the man and I love to mess with feminists that's just kind of a little bit of a evil in me of not evil no it's not evil <laughs> but sorry that's- confess make sense in front of you and what I mean by feminists I'm not talking about women who push for equality that's not that's not what I'm talking about I'm talking about the radical feminists who are trying to make women become men mm. and not not acknowledging the differences
0: or don't like men
1: yeah 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 and uh oh, wow so I'll try not get in trouble here but I'll literally just I'll say in front of him if I'm talking to a man I'll just say hey man up man up." Mm. and i get so many times what do you mean by that and i'd love to just say I'm sorry you It's not a word we have to explain. Yeah. Yeah. Men get get it, it, don't they? Yeah. 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 You know, men get mov- certain movies. There are just certain movies that are just men's movies. Mm. The other night, well, I'm watching Saving Private Ryan for the 86th time, I think. And you're <laughs> like, I'm going to bed. And I'm like, okay. And I stayed up way too late, but I was going to watch it. And yeah. I could quote half the movie, but there's just something about that. Band Ooh. of Brothers is another one that so many men just, it, you know, Gladiator, Braveheart, some of these, um, those, some of those older ones. I tried to look at some newer movies. I don't because I, you know, we, I don't know a lot of the younger movies that these kids are watching now. And I, I none of them really, <laughs> I was like, I don't think. Probably because they haven't models. watched them yet. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But why do we get it? Why do mm. men get it? And, and just because that's innate, it's innate about being a man. And I love the story. Actually, why don't you tell the story about the, the, um, two British men in the reformation who, um, yeah, I would Kinda love to.
0: Um, Hugh Latimer and Nicholas Ridley, they were part of the Protestant Reformation in England. Both men rejected papal authority and the Roman mass and were condemned to death in London on October 16, 1555. As Latimer and Ridley were tied to the stake back to back, Latimer famously said to Ridley, be of good comfort, Mr. Ridley, and play the man. We shall this day light a candle by God's grace in England, and I trust shall never put it out.
1: Yeah, I love that. Play the man. They were ex- not excited, but they were embracing martyrdom. Mm. They, were, they were not passive about it. They were they were not compromising on it. They took responsibility and they played the man. Mm. And they led um, courageously. And so that's kind of the idea yeah. with that play the man is just lead courageous. That's how Lewis, that's one of his third things, so Lewis's famous thing is re- reject passivity accept responsibility lead courageously and uh and,
0: and I'm going to just interject yeah. as a woman isn't that what we want in our men Yeah that's what we look up to Yeah when I when I speak to women men this is exactly that nobody wants to have to be play a part that they weren't made to play.
1: Yeah, I always say, I love you too much to let you be the head of the house. Cause I'm putting mm-hmm. you in a responsibility then in a position that God did not create you for. Yeah. And it puts
0: a horrible burden on
1: you. Yeah. I'll lead and I'll protect and I'll, I'll serve. And I'll do all that I can to let you be what God yeah. has called you to be. And
0: I love that. And I think our men, I want to say thank you because I think you carry a different burden than the women do. I remember when I was pregnant with our first child with Jacob and you know I was so excited to be pregnant. and I love that. But I remember, like it was a little harder for you in some ways because you felt the burden of now having to provide for a family.
1: Yeah, and I took a second job, and God showed me that I yeah. wasn't a
0: mechanic. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Working at a gas well, station was, you know, not, you
0: were willing, but it was I did. Awesome.
1: exactly. You, a man, does what he has to do to yeah. provide and care. Yeah. <laughs> don't get me started. No, don't start. No. Go ahead.
0: <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> Give your fourth point. It's okay, awesome. Okay. Yeah. So, this, this could yeah. make many uh rabbit trails if we let it. So we'll try to stay concise. So be
1: on the alert, stand firm in the faith, act like men, the last one no, not the last one, would be strong. Mm. And and that's never be a coward for me. Mm. Never be a coward.
0: I mean when we look at Revelation twenty one, eight, who is thrown in the lake of the fire? Who the first ones?
1: who is it cowards
0: yeah (laughs) it's
1: cowards yeah it is isn't that
0: amazing because people think you know it's probably murderers or you know the sexually immoral whatever it no it's cowards
1: yeah and yeah we'll talk more about jesus and his view of manhood and stuff but that is such a good um, it's a good word Mm. nobody respects a coward Mm -mm. i mean if you're watching movies and stuff I I remember hearing this one day about a from a movie maker. The the protagonist is that mm-hmm. what they call him, yeah, the protagonist, he can be a drunk, he can be, you know, a loser, down and out and stuff like that. And and then, you know, and then there's a redemption part of it and, mm-hmm. you know, so that but but he can't be a coward mm-hmm. cuz people are just in, inwardly innately revolted by a coward. Mm. Somebody who in fact, in Saving Private Ryan, if you've watched it, I mean, I still get it. It's mad. on your brain, isn't get it? Get. You ever see the movie <laughs> yeah. Troy, you know, uh, I'm a Brad Pitt fan and Brad Pitt, you know, and Achilles and he's right. And and I forget the <laughs> other actor and, you know, but he's he the he was the one who ran away and wimped out, you know, and he Orlando lived. Bloom. Yeah, yes. Orlando Bloom. Yeah. And he <laughs> lives in the movie and, and Achilles is like, no, that's not right. Not the coward. <laughs> he can't live. But and, and, you don't feel
0: strong about this, do you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I do
1: um, and and that's actually one of my prayers mm. I, in all seriousness now I pray when, when things um, when fire happens when uh, persecution comes or whatever mm. temptation comes to compromise I will not be a coward mm. and I pray that to God that he would give me the strength and the power of the Holy Spirit when those times come that mm. I can play the man and not be a coward mm. so that was a game changer for me but then I love how Paul writes verse 14 right after verse 13. I mean, that's the man, you know, be on the alert, stand firm in the faith, act like men, be strong. You know, those are just like, I'm ready to go. Let's take it on. Let's go out there and conquer the world for Jesus. Mm. No, let's keep it balanced. Let all that you do be done in love. What a Mm. great balance. And so that last part is do it all in love. Mm. think about the others before you think about yourself Mm. and that's a great balancing for 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 guys like me who learn to be uh, okay i'm gonna take charge i'm not gonna Mm. be passive and stuff like that okay but you can also see those men who run people over Mm. they they take charge all right and they run people they don't care (laughs) about feelings and they lead but uh, they lead in a horrible way and yeah they're courageous all right but they're cutting and swiping at everybody and leaving <laughs> corpses all on the way under way of you know success or whatever mm-hmm. and no 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 no. We have to keep it balanced with love yeah and so um i, I love I, I I don't know why this makes me cry every time i read it so i'm going to actually have you read it but um one one of the great ways of knowing if you're being a man of a, a biblical man i'm sorry i just want to Give my thoughts here. If you want to be a biblical man, and um, what are the people around you saying? Do they mm-hmm. see love in you? Are they excited for you to be around? And
0: especially I rem- the ones that you live with. Yeah.
1: And I remember when I first read "Desiring God," one of my favorite books of all time by John Piper, and about Christian hedonism. And I read about his testimony about his father, and his dad was a traveling evangelist, and that, and and it just racked me. And it's like that's the kind of man I want to be. And so why don't don't you read it?
0: Yeah, this is just a great testimony. I love this. So this is John Piper, and he's speaking. I look back to my childhood and see mother laughing so hard at the dinner table that the tears ran down her face. She was a very happy woman, but especially when my father came home on Monday. He had gone for maybe two weeks in the work of evangelism, or sometimes it was three or four. She would glow on Monday mornings when he was coming home. At the dinner table that night, these were the happiest times in my memory. We would hear about the victories of the gospel. Surely it is more exciting to be the son of an evangelist than to sit with knights and with warriors. But as I grew older, I saw more of the wounds. But he spared me most of that until I was mature enough to count it all joy. Holy and happy were those Monday meals. Oh, how good it was to have daddy home.
1: What a tribute. To have a wife who's happy her husband's coming
0: home. Mm.
1: The happiest memories of a child is sitting and hearing stories from his dad. Mm. That's a man. That's a man right there.
0: Yeah. I love that. You know, it's one of my great joys when Doug leaves and comes back. I pick him up from the airport. I rarely do not pick him up from the airport. Once in a while, we share a car. Yeah. And so once in a while, you know, there's a, we have to, he has to Uber or whatever. But like, I love it. Oh, I actually yeah. fight him yeah. to pick him up. because like, I'll he'll just be like, No, Uber,
1: it's late, you know. Yeah, I'm and like, like, no, no. And I tell you, as a husband, the joy I see on your face and the way you make me feel when you get out of that car and hug me. Makes it all worth, you know. The sacrifice. I think I used to embarrass you when I
0: did it. I would put the car and drive, and I would bound out. Of you the car. You put it in
1: park. I mean, yeah. Drive. Oh No, yeah. you are the wild driver in the family, but you would put it in park. Actually, I am. Yeah. I
0: did put it in park. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. I and really, it, it the joy of having you come home, mm-hmm. yeah. and I love that. That so, that that uh illustration that we just used reminds me of that.
1: Yeah. So that's the great um test of how these are playing out in your life of um, reject passivity, accept responsibility, lead courageously, and then do it all in love. So that's, um, I just want to end with this. We'll have another part coming up. We'll probably have a couple more parts where I just, we want to expound it because we want to show how this was fleshed out by some of the Bible characters. Yeah. Jesus. Yes. Jesus It's all about Jesus.
0: It is always about Jesus. (laughs) So to
1: answer the question, what do we mean by being a man? Well, A man is someone who rejects passivity, takes responsibility, leads courageously, and never is a coward while doing it all in love. That's a man. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to The Radical Christian Life with Doug and Paula. I think it's at this time we're supposed to do some pitch like hit the subscribe button or donate, but we just want to say, do what you want. We trust way more in the sovereignty of God than in the Christian industrial (laughs) marketing complex. You just keep living radical for Jesus, and so will we, and let's watch how he blesses us all. We'll see you next time.